0: Thank you. going to do a solo episode today. Um, this is gonna be different, I guess and you just heard Katie's solo episode a couple of weeks back and she talked about how awkward it really is to talk to yourself and run your own podcast. So I guess I'm already feeling that now but uh, yeah let's get into it. Um, today's topic is going to be a little bit about travel. Uh, I'm going to be going away on a vacation soon Mike and I are planning to go to Mexico so I'm excited to talk to you a bit more about my travel plans uh, make recommendations and give you some tips and tricks that I have from some years of travel I don't know if I could say I've been uh, traveling all my life but I could definitely give you guys some travel tips i um, gonna walk through a little bit about our plan what we plan to see where we booked what we're doing food um you know events and things that we want to see and yeah so we'll talk about that so today it is a beautiful 63 degrees I'm chilling in my apartment in Venice um sitting in the sunshine coming through the window it's late afternoon uh couldn't think of anything more beautiful to be doing than just chilling with my dog uh He's just lying on the carpet next to me and yeah, I'm just chilling by myself. Uh, Mike's gone off. He had to go home to Canada to get his passport renewed. Um, it's been crazy with COVID literally having COVID and literally dealing with COVID and everything in between to do with COVID. We thought we were completely done with COVID and then bang like middle of March, Sure enough, we got COVID. Now, I want to be very clear that, yes, I have been exposing myself. I have been trying to live a normal life again, but with precautions, you know, sanitizing my hands, washing my hands, wearing a mask where it's required and suggested. But, you know, a girl's got to live. I've been getting back on the horse. Um, Whenever I had a slight symptom, I would definitely do a test. I work with children at at the hospital I work at, so I do not want to take any risks. I'm exposing myself, but I am not taking risks when it comes to work. That's very important to me. But there was a period of time where we had to go to the DMV. (laughs) This was one of our exposures. We had to go to the DMV, and we had to go to the DMV so many times. I think we had to go to the DMV like, I want to say three, four times, basically this was all the process of importing our Canadian vehicle into the U S and it's really no surprise that we ended up getting COVID. We're pretty sure it's from the DMV. That seems like the most logical, uh, connection. So we spent two weeks in March, just super, super sick. Um, it started with just like, a. Sore throat for Mike, and then two days later, sure enough, full blown fever tested positive. And for me, two days after that, same thing. We spent basically seven days flat on our backs, and then, you know, three, four more days recovering from that. Uh, we had, I don't think it was long COVID, but it certainly took a at least three weeks to get rid of the cough. Um, I still feel congested today. And we are both unfortunately experiencing the COVID brain fog. It's getting better, but it's definitely not gone. So COVID is on the forefront of our minds. Um, We feel like maybe, maybe we're lucky in a way um, because we had been planning to go on a trip and we were very worried about catching COVID and making sure we were meeting all the precautions. And now... Maybe we're we're lucky in a way that we're kind of in this zone where it's unlikely that we'll get something um, because we have kind of the immunity to the current strain. But there's always a chance. You know, we are definitely putting ourselves at risk. Um, but luckily, we're not we're not going to be seeing any family or friends. And I'll be testing, of course, um, for returning to work. So that's kind of the whole the whole deal with. Uh, What's been going on lately, and and uh, you know the fact that we're planning to try to escape a little bit of that COVID time and get away to Mexico. So, sticking with our our kind of like intro bit, you know, we're doing something new. I want, would be really curious to know how you liked our last episode. Um, So, stories and fun updates. Hmm. Well, I think I, got, I gave you guys a, a story. I don't know if it was very fun. Um, but I gave you guys a a bit of a story there. I think fun updates. Well, I just had my, um, sister-in-law and her boyfriend over for, uh, eight, 10 days. It, It was such a blast. Um, we did so many things. I am so tired. Um, we went to Joshua Tree. We went to so many restaurants in LA. They went to Universal. We all went to Disneyland yesterday, which was so much fun. I've got to say, I was shocked that my favorite ride is probably Space Mountain. Don't ask me why. I screamed the whole time. <laughs> so we did that. They were here. That was so much fun. It was so good to see them. Um, they just stayed with us. And so we got to see them like in the evenings when we were working during the week. And then we had a couple of extra days off to do stuff um, with them. It was awesome. Um, but sadly, they've gone home. Uh, so now I'm all alone. It feels very weird. It feels very weird to be all alone after a busy week like that with so much family. Um, my sunshine medicine, hmm. I mean, in a way, I guess just having this afternoon, a little bit of peace and quiet. Um, literally sitting in the sun, just feeling like, you know, a bit of downtime, a little bit of downtime between two really busy weeks, um, between family being here and then heading off to Mexico. I'm just really appreciating this afternoon to myself. Um, what am I looking forward to? Okay. This one's going to be maybe a bit of a shock, maybe a bit of a surprise. Maybe it's a little bit twisted. I don't know, but, um, uh, lately I've been feeling really down. I've been feeling so down about my body image my waist size you know how my thighs look and it's funny because we just did that episode on body editing and body image and you know I was all chipper about it and I was like oh yeah you know body editing isn't very good um and it just struck me like maybe maybe there's something I'm kind of holding on to I'm not sure. And you've probably heard me talk on the last several episodes about, you know, how I had dieted, how I was doing that, how, you know, Katie likes to say you were not happy on your diet. Um, and to some extent that's true. But I think I've sort of in the last few weeks been coming to realize that I need something. I need something new. I need some kind of control back in my um, fitness and diet journey. Um, I I I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I went to school for so many years. So many years. Too many years. I think I was in school for... mm, eight years total. Um, And while I was in school, I was super stressed. I mean, I pretty much had undiagnosed anxiety and I think I pretty much ate my feelings, which were numerous and was kind of wearing my emotional baggage as extra weight on my body. And I was feeling so trapped in that body. And I was feeling so trapped in that brain, honestly, that uh, anxiety was just so overwhelming. Uh, I I heard a comedian the other night we were at the comedy store when we had the family here and she was like, do you have anxiety? I have anxiety. You know what anxiety is like? Anxiety is like a telemarketer who just won't stop calling except for the telemarketer is in your house. The calls are coming from within your house. Um, Honestly, I laughed so hard at that, but it resonated so much. Anxiety is just a telemarketer who is calling you from within your own house. And so, for those like eight years, I was relentlessly bothered by my anxiety and living in this super heavy body. And when I got out of school, I decided I'd had enough. So I got um, got a personal trainer. I went on uh, the macros diet. And got a therapist, ended up going on some medication. I think I mainly corrected all my, you know, quote, problems, unquote. Um, Yeah, I lost 25 pounds and I felt absolutely amazing. And I got my mental health in check, at least mostly in check. Uh, I think that's always a lifelong battle. And then we moved to L.A., and I think I didn't realize just how tricky and how much work it truly is to move to a new place. Um, for at least the first six months, I had maintained myself on that diet, and you know I was still exercising. I was still making good food choices. I was planning my meals a little bit. I was sort of doing it the way I had been taught, and I was able to keep it up. And then, I don't know, fall of last year hit, work ramped up. I, you know, had to take more things on independently. I wasn't getting as much supervision or training. It was kind of like real life hit. And I fell right off my diet. And I noticed my anxiety go up. And I put on the weight. I. Honestly, I don't know how much. I am not ready to look at the scale again today. I was actually almost in tears the other day, and and Mike said to me, yeah, fitness is not linear. It's not linear. It's a lifestyle. It is lifelong. There are ups and downs. There are highs and lows, literally, with weight, with size, you know with your mental health, with your strength, with your achievements, what you can lift, what you can do, how fast you are, it's not linear. And life is not linear. You know, he said to me, what are you going to do when the next road bump comes, the next speed bump comes? Like, what's going to happen with kids? What if someone gets sick? What if we have to move again? He said, this is your opportunity to learn a new skill. And I was like, what new skill, what new skill am I going to learn? All I've done is I've failed, or at least I've regressed significantly enough that I'm really sad about that. And he was like, you're going to learn the skill of getting back on the horse and getting back to where you're happy. He's right. So I'm looking forward to getting back on the horse and uh, hopefully I can you know, bring you guys along with me for that. I think I'm actually going to join Gold's Gym. Um, I don't believe in the whole like professionals have professional results if they have professional equipment thing. Like I think you can have results wherever you work out. I think you can um, do well with whatever diet or food intake you decide to do. I think there are strategic areas that you focus on. You know, for me, I think it's going to be increasing my protein intake, reducing my fat intake again, just watching my calories from a general standpoint, I don't think I can be as strict as I was last time. Um, you know, joining Gold, I think just because it's a great location, it has a lot of options and they're offering personal training. I really think I just need to reset up what I had going for me back home. And I'm super excited about that. And I'm going to be doing that when I get back from Mexico. Um, so that's my, what am I looking forward to? What's hot? Ooh. What's hot these days? Well, you know, last week I did another, or I did a, I did like a beauty what's hot. Um, I have two what's hots for you this week. One is a little bit of an overlap from last week and maybe a new one for you. So my what's hot this week is, um, glossier, 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 I went to Glossier or Glossier. I, I'm not I don't know how to say it. I went there this week with my sister-in-law and we talked about so many products. I think my What's Hot this week is their SPF 35, their sunscreen, their face sunscreen. It is amazing. Definitely recommend that. I um, was so shocked at just how smooth and moisturizing it was. Usually they're so thick and goopy and gross and leave white streaks. This wasn't even white. So that's my what's hot from a beauty standpoint. I also think from a, I don't know, other things to try out, not so much beauty standpoint um, that comes to mind is Din Taifong. If you have not checked out Din Tai Fong, uh, there's locations all over Los Angeles and Orange County. We went to the one in Century City. Oh my god. Zha Long Bao soup dumplings you have to try the soup dumplings they are so good so those are my what's hot um yeah i hope you enjoy let's get into it okay i'm back Um, so for this week in this short little solo episode, I want to talk to you guys about my upcoming trip. So Mike and I decided that we were, I guess, I don't know, burnt out and just exhausted. I don't know if we're actually burnt out. I think we just just need to rest. We have been so busy. We've been doing so much stuff, which honestly, maybe just staying at home for 10 days would have been a good idea too. But we decided that we were going to use the 10 days that we had off to check out uh, a new place. And we thought maybe we would go to Europe. Maybe we would even go to Japan. Um, we have a pretty long history of travel. Um starting with Mike, he's done a lot of backpacking through Europe, through Asia. He's hiked Nepal so many times. That's his favorite place in the world. Um he's traveled alone, he's traveled with friends, he's traveled with family. I mean, he he's a pretty well-traveled man. For me, um I've traveled in Europe. I backpacked in Europe when I was in my early 20s. I went back um, to Europe also went to Morocco by myself in my mid 20s. Um I've been to China, back uh, not really backpacked, I guess, but I went through China with Mike um and I've been to Central America. I've seen a few things. I'd like to think I have a few things to offer you when it comes to travel. Um but this time we decided to take it a little more low key. We decided we were going to go to Mexico. Um probably for two reasons. It's closer and it's more affordable. So we started looking at Mexico and we were thinking, okay, we're going to check out, um, a beach city. We're just going to chill on the beach. We're going to take it nice and easy. Um, Mike was like, let's try an all-inclusive resort. Personally, I wasn't so sure. I wasn't totally sure if I would be into that. Um, lot of negative side effects of all-inclusive resorts, Um, you know, when it comes to the towns and regions, how the resort impacts the local people, the environment, the local uh, like nature that surrounds the resorts. I know they're not necessarily a good thing for the region. Um, So I have my reservations about doing an all-inclusive resort, but I also think that it's hard to judge them. Um, you know, for what they are, if you've never seen them, never stayed there, I think. When it comes to all-inclusives as well, people think, oh, you know, lots of food, lots of booze, uh, day trips, like whatever. Um, and I'm not sure that's exactly how I like to travel. I I don't particularly care about buffets or you know, drinking to my heart's content but i am kind of of the mindset that you might as well try something once so we decided that we were going to do an all-inclusive and we decided that we'd probably be best off on the east coast because we're already on the west coast why not try the east let's try somewhere a little hotter let's see somewhere new so we thought okay we're gonna go to an east coast all-inclusive and then i got the idea well why don't we also stop over in mexico city I think what I love about travel is the culture, the food, um, honestly, the architecture, the people, the new language. I wanted that as well. Even though this was supposed to be a slow paced kind of holiday, I really wanted that. So we decided that we were going to go to Mexico city for the first five days and then to, um, Cancun or Playa del Carmen for the, the last five days, um, I'm sure everyone is wondering, why not Tulum? Tulum, yeah. Tulum is really beautiful. Tulum is a few hours south from uh, Cancun. It's on the East Coast side of Mexico. I'm not sure if it has made it to your social media yet, but everyone is going to Tulum. That is like the influencers hotspot. Capital of the world right now this minute. I feel like maybe a lot of American influencers are just starting to venture out and travel a bit more and they're landing in Tulum Don't get me wrong. It's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous there is You know stunning beaches some really cool eco resorts Um, I think a lot of nomad workers and travelers are landing there for a while Um, There's some really cool installations and architecture in the area Um, it makes for some pretty insane trip photos and Instagram photos. It's stunning, but I think I just didn't want that this time. I I just wanted to relax and chill and, and not blow the bank. And I with everything I was reading, it really seemed like Tulum was so hot right now that the prices are crazy and you're not necessarily getting a lot out of it. You're not necessarily getting better accommodation. Um, you're not necessarily getting more from your resort or your hotel, and you're not necessarily getting a better experience with the food or, or what you get to see and do. I think you are closer to some of the, the pyramids and you know, the sites, but I, I think we just decided that staying somewhere maybe a little less crazy from a tourism standpoint right now would be better for us. So we uh, decided that we were going to stay at, in um, Playa del Carmen. We are really excited about the place that we picked. It's called Paradises La Perla. It's a Melia hotel and resort Um, So it's an all-inclusive adults-only resort. It is actually on the same property as far as I can tell as a all-ages resort, families, you know, families welcome. And it's not necessarily that we wanted an adults-only resort. We just liked, um, for one, the price was a little bit better. Um, The amenities were really nice and the beach was really beautiful. And we got you know, kind of the Playa del Carmen chill vibes. It's not necessarily in the heart of Cancun. um, And it's a little bit more walkable to off resort things like food or just sort of seeing the sights around. Um, So yeah, that's the resort we're staying at. Um, You know, it's food, drinks, um, room service, uh, poolside service, everything is supposed to be included except for kind of you know the things you really really want like the spa Um, but with our booking we ended up getting a $200 resort credit so we're able to actually get some money back to spend within the resort so we're pretty excited about that and I just realized that I'm talking about the second half of the trip first but that's what you get with me because that's how my brain works I think Also, I would maybe make that recommendation to you too, is to worry about the resort and booking that first because that's sort of the the bigger purchase item. That's the thing that you probably can't change a lot of things about, so you want to work around that. Anyways... Um, so yeah, we booked that resort. Uh, we just booked it directly through the website. I don't feel the need to use any kind of travel agent at this point. I don't feel that you're getting a huge deal. If you go through anything like say Costco travel, we actually looked at that quite a lot and didn't see a huge amount of discounts. There are significant discounts. If you book through things like Expedia or those kind of, uh, curated travel sites, but I think you need to book with a little bit more time out. We we booked these things fairly last minute, so I just feel like booking directly through the resort was our best way to go. That resort is really beautiful. It has a huge pool, swim up bars. It has all the works. I mean, if you've ever looked into doing a Mexico all-inclusive, this one has everything you would expect. Um, I think some of the things we looked at and were debating between were for me basically is the room like lush, luscious, you know, did it have like a cozy bed? Did it have like nice sheets? What's the bathtub situation? Like I really, really, really wanted a bathtub on the, um, the deck facing the ocean. And unfortunately that just wasn't in the budget for this trip. Um, we are getting a beautiful deck, I'm not sure if it's going to be um, a full ocean view or like kind of a jungle view looking sort of at the ocean, but I decided that um, I would rather save the money and spend that on spa treatments. So I think you, you know, with that, you have to be strategic. That's and that's how my brain works. Um, but for Mike, like Mike was all about like food. He wants the buffet, he wants things included, he doesn't have to think, he just wants to go and be like, yes buffet, good, eat everything. Um, so we really did a lot of research about, uh, the food quality, you know, a variety of restaurants. We wanted something that was a little bit more bougie. Like we didn't, we didn't want to just kind of roll over to the, the, uh, Americanized taco stand. Like we wanted something a little bit more, um, exciting and we wanted to be able to kind of dress up and go there. So this resort offered that for us. So this resort is pretty fantastic. It has eight restaurants and six bars exclusively for adults. Um, And then on the other half where everyone is welcome, there's 11 restaurants and eight bars. So I mean, there's so much to choose from. There's a steak place. There is like a really romantic like adults only kind of place for latin food and it has a ceviche bar um there's this really cute place called la palapala um it looks like a lot more breezy it's literally under a palapala um which is the roof and then it has like open air like looking at the garden they do the breakfast and lunch there um yeah i'm I'm really excited about that place it looks so cute there is a swim up bar, like I said, which is sick. And there is sort of like the international buffet, which is the breakfast and lunch, a couple of grills that do Mexican food, um, more of a lounge type place. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like several bars, like I said, and the list just goes on and on. So I think we're going to be thoroughly entertained. Um, speaking of which, I know that most places, including this resort have kind of, nighttime live entertainment. Honestly, don't underestimate the power of some kind of live entertainment. I thought, wow, that's going to be so lame. Um, But don't don't judge. I mean, when I was in Hawaii, one of my absolute all-time favorite things of that trip was a luau. And, you know, people complain, oh, those are so fake. You're not really seeing the true culture. You know, hey, it was amazing. Those dancers are super talented and we had a great time. So, don't underestimate the power of all these little extras that your your hotel comes with. I think it's going to be a great time. So, basically, how did we find our resort and how did we choose? You are going to go on the internet. You're going to type in Mexico all-inclusive and then suddenly you will become very overwhelmed you first have to make the choice between the west coast and the east coast and that is not an easy choice I think um people like to say well the west is colder and the east is warmer they also like to say things like oh on the east coast it's a party central and on the west coast it's more chill and like luxe and like mature. Maybe these things are true, but honestly, I think you can get the same thing on both coasts. I don't know if the water is significantly cooler such that you won't even go in. Um, But don't let all of those different opinions stop you from staying at the place that looks right for you. I think if you have a sense of where you want to go, then start on that coast. We knew that we really wanted sort of those blue-green waters. We wanted to be in the Caribbean. We live basically right above uh, Cabo uh, being in Los Angeles we wanted something different so that was easy enough for us to pick Um, so that's kind of the first thing you're going to run into then you're going to end up with like four or five different cities along whatever coast you pick and you're going to try to figure out what one is right for you Um, honestly that is just a hard decision what we ended up doing, and what works really well, and as you know, I do love me some YouTube, uh, vlogs, um, vlogs, I like to call them. Um, yeah. So I went straight to the vlogs, and I just looked for um, people that were kind of doing a similar experience, wanted to have a similar experience, kind of same length of time. Uh, so, you know, people that kind of had a similar interest, um, in the same itinerary as me, and I watched hundreds. Literally hundreds of videos. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do when you have COVID, right? And I watched all these videos, and it's sort of, you know, started to become obvious that um, Playa del Carmen would be a little bit better for us than Cancun. That was also where we decided that Tulum wasn't gonna necessarily be right, just based on a lot of people's experiences um, with how like busy and expensive it can be. And then we also were able to see a lot of resorts, like specifics about resorts that people had been to. Um, there were a couple of different sort of resort brands that we were between. And we honestly just struck gold by getting a personalized targeted ad from the Paradisius um, Malia brand. Oh, hi, Marley. Oh, Hi. Quick dog break. What are you doing? Okay, you have to be quiet. He comes into the room and he's rolling around and snuffling, so yeah, we sorted through so many things and ended up just getting this targeted ad, watch this and we're like, this is exactly where we want to stay. And so this this Malia Resort basically I don't know if it's Malia, Paradisias, it's like two brands together. Um, it's exactly what we were looking for in terms of like the level and the price. So then we targeted all of our vlogs from there to look for, you know, information about the resort. So I would highly recommend vlogs. I also look at Instagram because you can see more recent photos of a place. Um, So that's not a bad way to do it. We also looked at TikTok um, for, you know, tips and tricks on how to get your bookings, where to save money, that kind of thing. So I would do that. So I think in summary for the all-inclusive resort, the things that you're going to care about are what coast you're on, uh, what city you're in. And honestly, these are just going to come down to the resort. I think use the tools at hand, like see what's actually going on right now look at live things so look at things like people on instagram their actual experiences up-to-date vlogs people who have recently been there um like Tripadvisor, reddit pages like maybe even try tiktok again like we did Things, I think, change a lot, and um, you also need to be careful You when you listen to other people's opinions. So take everything you see with a grain of salt, because someone must might say, like, that resort was amazing, and uh, this same resort might be reviewed so poorly by someone else. Also, know your non-negotiables and know what things are going to be worth spending money on. Um, yeah, so I think it's probably time to jump into the other part of my trip, which would be... Uh, part one. So yeah, we're planning on going first to Mexico City. And Mexico City is such an enigma to me. I probably have never considered going there. I don't think I would ever have considered going there unless I lived in LA and I think it's because honestly it's just so close to us and we're like you know floored that we haven't seen such a major hub that's so close to us so when we first started looking at it we were like wow this is shocking it looks like a baby Paris it's absolutely gorgeous there's greenery there's so many tropical plants everything is lush it has the most stunning architecture um what actually had me falling in love with Mexico City was again, a vlog. Um, I watched a, I watched a vlog by a girl um, named Tarmar. Um, she's Tara or Tara, uh, and she is at Tar Mar Z, TarmarZ, T-A-R-M-A-R-Z. Uh, on Instagram and at YouTube. Yeah, I'll link her down below. But she had the most beautiful trip in Mexico City. And it looked to me like she was doing exactly what I would do, uh, food and architecture. So when I saw that I was hooked, I was like, yes, we need to add this onto our all-inclusive Mexico resort trip. I need some culture. I need some um, color and I need some flavor in, in my trip. So we decided yet to add it on. So maybe that's why my brain thought it goes second, but it actually goes first. Um, so when you see Mexico city, there's so many different regions. Um, there's a few different neighborhoods that come very highly reviewed and, and, um, recommended. Uh, there's one called La Roma Norta, and there's another called, La, oh, sorry, there's one called Roma Norta and another called La Contessa. These are like side by side and they are right on one edge of the very large park, Bosque de Chapuletec. I, I, I'm i sure I said that wrong. um, But they're kind of in the central city. Um, these two neighborhoods I hear are... Sort of old money, um, more high end, a little quieter. There's a lot of really cute spots to uh, eat at, a lot of cafes, easy walkability. Um, They're supposed to be relatively safe and um, actually really affordable Airbnbs. I mean, affordable, I'm talking like in USD, anywhere from like $40 a night to a hundred and a bit. So that seems pretty reasonable to me. I think we actually haven't settled on our Airbnb, um, but I think we're probably gonna go with one that's about $60 a night. Um, and I'm between one in Roma Norte and one in La Condesa. Um, I'm not sure what exactly the two differences are right now. I know that all of them are very close to all those things I mentioned. I've also been recommended to check out Polenko, which is a little bit farther. Is that northwest? Um, and I hear it's a bit more lively. I hear it's maybe you know, maybe it's a little less safe, but. I- I will get into that later. I am of the mindset that every place can be safe if you use street smarts. Um, but Palenco, yeah, you have to cross the park to get there. It's a bit more lively. I hear that's like a great place to go out at night, but I wasn't sure if I necessarily wanted to stay there. So we're thinking of Roma Norte or La Contessa. Um I am super excited about Mexico City. A lot of this, these recommendations and these plans come from this video. Um, She has recommended so many beautiful architectural sites that I literally fell in love with as soon as she talked about them on her video or her vlog. Um, The first one that we're planning to book and have already kind of requested our recommendations, actually this one and the second one, um, you both, both of them, you have to uh, reach out to the the like ticket booth by an email. So the Frida Kahlo house, um, is actually a place where apparently Frida Kahlo lived. Um, and we we're super excited to go see that we haven't confirmed our dates yet. The second one that I hope to see, um, but I think it actually might be closed to the public. That one is called Casa Organica. It's in Juárez, Mexico. It was designed by Mexican architect Javier Sinocen Aguilar in 1985 and it literally is a giant snake built into the hillside. So they say that it's like this beautiful organic shape um, that meets like the the natural um, flora and fauna of, of the Mexico hillsides. Um, It's really organic inside. Like when I say organic, I mean like rounded corners and shapes, round windows, seats built out of concrete in the walls. It's so gorgeous. It's so unique. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. It's literally sleeping in the belly of a snake. And I know that on the inside, there's kind of like a cathedral inspired like terrarium. I don't know. There's just this round area with these stained glass windows Um, on the ceiling and then so many plants and like a little pond on the inside. It's so stunning, but unfortunately, I'm not sure if we'll be able to get tickets because I've heard that it may not be open to the public right now due to COVID, but we'll get back to you on that one. Um, There's a few other really beautiful spaces that I want to see. There's a library that has incredible architecture at it. Um, There is the Casa... Gileardi and the main cathedral that I want to see, the modern art museum and Bella's Bella Artes, some really iconic, um, kind of Mexico city landmarks. So hoping to share some photos of those. Um, and then there's a few food and cafe recommendations that I got from that vlog. Um, so many, so many cute cafes that I feel like are straight out of Paris. Um, which is so strange to be right on my, you know, doorstep for the last year, just over in Mexico city. Um, some really delicious pastries and a couple really cute recommendations for more like romantic and high end places to dine. So I am so excited about Mexico city because it has so much flavor, so much culture and just think of the street foods. Oh my God. Talk about authentic. So yeah, so we are planning to head down, like I said, for five days first to Mexico City, then fly on over on a domestic flight over to Cancun. We're going to travel from Cancun over to our all-inclusive resort and stay there for five more days and then fly from the uh, Cancun airport back to LAX. So that's kind of the plan. I think at this point, I just want to give you guys some tips and tricks for what it com- when it comes to packing, when it comes to budgeting, when it comes to safety and travel. Um, So yeah, let's start there. So must do preps for any trip, um, especially a trip where it's all about relaxation and feeling good about yourself. I am all about the beauty befores. So like it's all about comfort and and whatever you feel good in. I don't think that anyone is saying you need to Do anything to feel good in your own skin and to go on a vacation. But I love to treat myself and get my nails done. Um, My non-negotiable before uh, I travel beauty tip would be my self-tanner. I love a good self-tanner. Makes me feel good. Makes me, uh, you know, feel like summery and ready to go. It kind of evens out my skin tone. So I use the Isle of Paradise. I use the darker one. Um, It's the purple. I worked up to it. I used to use the light one. Um, but living in California, that doesn't even seem to look like I even did anything. So I moved up to the darker one. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the beauty befores. I- usually take a little bit of time to do that for myself makes me feel good makes me feel ready to go on vacation and get kind of relaxed um but in terms of things that are not relaxing the things you have to do so make sure your flights are ready to go make sure you are checked in and that you have paid for your um checked in bag it's always good to do that early because then you have less to stress about at the airport Um, you want to get travel health insurance Um, i am not really all about travel trip insurance I feel like usually at that point, you know, we've made our choice. We're ready to go. I'm not likely to cancel or change my trip. But obviously with COVID, there's been so many changes and issues that have been coming up. So that might be something you consider. Um, But for me, I get travel medical insurance. That is so important. I do not want to be in a bind when I am traveling. Um, you want to make sure you look at your COVID testing protocols. So when it comes to Mexico, for people that are residing or American uh, residing in the U.S. or are American citizens, it looks like you can just enter Mexico with your vaccination records and uh, some health screening questions. When you're coming back into the US though, it looks like you're going to need to get a COVID tests at this point. So just make sure you know that. I know that the, the resort is offering testing and is willing to help with that. So that makes things a lot easier. Hot tip, make sure your passport hasn't expired. It has been so long since anyone has traveled. Check that out early. There might be a line at the passport office that could cause you stress. We learned this the hard way and we are fingers crossed getting that uh you know, fix this week. Um, so yeah, a word of the word to the wise, make sure you get that done early. Um, and also consider your airport transport, you're going to arrive and you're going to be super tired. If you're going to your Mexico resort first, you can probably get that arranged through your resort. Okay. Packing essentials. Well, we're going to Mexico. I think the number one thing would be a bathing suit or a bikini so I've been doing some thrifting I've been looking for bikinis I'm collecting things as I go the thrifting has been great Um, in terms of uh, the thrifting though I mostly ended up with some really beautiful shirts and some some shorts Um, you can get some cheap bikinis on Amazon I don't tend to like to shop uh, new for cheapy things like that. But sometimes I feel like with how much my size has been changing over the last few months, it does kind of help me out when I'm in a bind. Other things you're really going to need. You're going to need sunscreen. Please, please pack sunscreen and please wear sunscreen. Go with the reef safe sunscreen. That's the way to do it. It's good for the turtles. It's good for you. Um, it's good for the reef. Um, sun hat always good. And I don't care if you don't look cute. You need walkable shoes. If you're traveling, you are going to be on your feet so much of the day. Maybe not at your resort, but if you're doing a city resort kind of split trip like we are, you're going to be on your feet. I'm definitely taking some good walkable shoes. I'm taking it, my favorite book, which at this point, I don't know what it is, but I will let you know. I am also going to take my earphones um, and make sure your earphones, like earbuds or whatever, have either the cord, if you have a cord, because if you're flying, I don't think anyone will like Bluetooth with the airplane screen. You need to have like a plug-in cord for your airplane travel or like a transmitter. So look into that before you go. You don't want to be in a bind for that. Don't forget your medications. Always, always bring your medications. Even if you're on vacation, you need your medications. And then, um... Something that's been super, super helpful on my last few trips home and uh, any trips that we've been doing backpacking is our packing cubes. You can get packing cubes just about anywhere these days. You can order some cheap ones on Amazon, um, which I can link below, and they are a lifesaver. Things can get so out of control you you get to your, your destination and just your suitcase explodes and you can't get it packed up. Again, it's so stressful, especially when you're running to a flight to get home. Bring your packing cubes. It keeps things organized. You don't lose stuff and you can actually zip your bag closed. So I would say those are my kind of absolute essentials for packing. Um, I think the next thing is safety. I talked a little bit about budget before. Um, like I said, just know you're non-negotiables. Don't spend more than you have. Just don't spend more than you have, guys. Like, save, scrimp, you deserve it. You deserve to go away, but do not spend more than you have. Relax within budget. Safety? I think this is a good way to close. I think for anyone who's traveling, whether you're a single girl traveling alone or you're traveling with your partner, you're traveling with friends, you're traveling with family, you need to use kind of street sense. So I've, I've traveled alone. I've traveled as a single woman, things that I do. I always plan out a route. I know where I'm going. I don't wander aimlessly. You know, if I'm lost and I need to look at my phone or I need to look at my map or Map. Oh, I can maybe in some places you have a paper map still, but if you need to ask for directions or you need to stop, and you're not looking around, you know, just put your just put your back to a wall. Just don't, don't kind of not know your all your surroundings. I always do that. I don't just stop in the middle of the street. I don't just stop kind of on the you know in the middle of the sidewalk. You know, if I'm out at night. Stop somewhere well lit where there's people around and put your back against a wall. Just, you know, protect yourselves. Keep your eyes up. Keep your head up. Look around. See who's around you. Try not to go out in the dark alone a lot. Know the area. Do the reading. Ask locals, you know, is it safe to go out at night? Is it safe to go to this area? Know know your surroundings. Know where you are and don't turn your back. Those are from a safety point of view, probably my number one and number two. Then, you know, protect your money, protect your valuables, protect your passport. Honestly, your passport is probably more important than your money. Keep that with you or use the safe in your room. Just keep it with you. It's not that hard. Um, I don't think you need like a money belt or like a concealed uh, purse type of deal. Like, our parents told us we had to have back in the early 2000s, I think just, you know, crossbody bag or a backpack with two straps just don't have it swinging around. I think also you can read about the crime in an area. Not everywhere is a scary place. You know, every every big crowd has crime. Every big city gets a little more dangerous at night. These are just standards. Don't judge a book by its cover. Use your street sense keep your head up, keep your back to the wall. If you're going to stop, look around you and keep your valuables on your person. A cross body bag is recommended. I really love the Lululemon uh, fanny packs that you can wear around your waist or across your shoulder. Get yourself something like that to keep things secure. Um, Yeah. And then also just tell people where you are. Send your itinerary to a friend, a family member, someone you trust. Check in periodically. Don't go don't go days or weeks without telling someone where you are. or If there's been any hiccups, let people know, keep people up to date, tell people back home. Um, it's really, it's really easy guys that, that goes a long way. And, uh, yeah, do some reading beforehand. Don't just show up completely unprepared, but if you are, it's okay. It's totally okay. I have been the unprepared traveler so many times, and I think I'm only just starting to become the prepared traveler. So do your best to plan ahead, keep your head up. And I really hope that some of these tips have been helpful. So I think that's kind of it for my Mexico um, slash travel tips episode. Um, It's crazy to talk to yourself by yourself for an hour. Uh, I don't know how long the episode will be, hopefully not an hour. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys um, are inspired to go check out Mexico City or Playa del Carmen. I hope you, you know, use this as your sign that it's okay to travel. Um, use your COVID sense, use your street smarts and get out there. I'm really excited for you. And hopefully we'll have a follow-up episode where I tell you a bit more about how the trip was. So thanks for joining me this week.